So my rainbow hair is slowly starting to wash out, and it's giving me, like, super Lisa Frank vibes, and I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I don't know. I get so excited every time I see it still. I know. And then when I walked in today, I saw it, and I was like, oh, it's all pink. Like, I wonder if she dyed it all pink. And then it's it's not. It's the red, but it was the front. That's all I saw. Until <laughs> so you turned around, and I was like, oh, shit. I forget that I have it fancy colors and then people will like stare at me and I'm like, what? And then like I was at the dollar store the other day (laughs) living my best life. (laughs) And this little boy, he was like talking to his mom next to me for a while. And then I went an aisle over and they came over and I heard him whisper, I'm going to tell her. And then he went. I really like your hair. And he was like, I don't know, eight or nine. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. I forgot I had it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. I know. I feel so fancy. But then I definitely get weird looks. And I'm like, why are people fucking – oh, yeah. yeah." Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Like taking my kid to the doctor and shit. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, my God, she has children? (laughs) Yeah, she for sure has COVID. Don't let her in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I uh, go to the 7-Eleven by my work to get my fucking energy drink because I'm a child still. And there's a new guy working there. And the first time that I walked in, he was like, oh, shit, I like your hair. And I was like, (laughs) thanks. And then that was it. And then then I went in the next time and he – was not helping me. It was another lady, and he yelled, like, from the back, I still like your hair. And I was like, thanks. And he goes, it matches your shirt today. And I was like, all right, man. I love that your hair inspires so much excitement in somebody's soul that they feel the need to let you know. Yeah, like, like today. I yeah. still love it, and I love that it matches your shirt. Yeah, yeah, and loudly from the back of his place of business. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Granted, so it's a seven. 11 but still like man that touched your soul oh, i love it oh so aaron give me your goddamn. well i got a whole entire house fan <laughs> <laughs> okay so had i not already known this i'd be like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> i got a whole house fan and i'm so excited That is, like, such an adult thing to be excited for, slash I'm so jealous. How does it work? Tell me all about it. So, um, a lot of big words and negative pressure. Something, something sucks all the air in. You got to open the windows only a little bit or something. You got to fucking open those ones wider. You'll implode. These ones a little bit less wider. And then. Oh, it's like a science experiment Yeah, there's some fucking math in it and stuff. And like, hang on, let me just complete this parabola. (laughs) Yeah, literally. And they installed it in the hallway to baby sister's room uh-huh. and so it fucking makes a breeze in the house like Ooh. it pulls all the air from the fucking living room area like just whooshes it and it makes me so cold i've been wearing hoodies every <gasps> that's so wonderful jealous yes super jealous i want one yeah it's real nice so like i don't know a couple months ago i saw an ad for one, and I was like, I need to learn all about this. And so I watched a couple of fucking YouTube videos, and I was like, this is actually a very simple idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's very simple. It sounds, like, really intense. No. But it's a very simple idea. Yeah, and it's just a giant fucking fan in the ceiling. But it has, like, a real fancy grate over it that Ooh. it, like, 
when you press the button, it, like, opens by itself. Oh. And by by itself, I mean, like, when you press the button, it opens. <laughs> it <laughs> so just it's not knows. really by itself. It just knows when you're around. And it's like, you look hot. <laughs> yeah, it knows when you pressed the button. <laughs> <laughs> what is the sorcery you speak of? <laughs> and it's a giant fucking fan in the ceiling, and it sucks all the air out of your house, and it pushes it into the attic, and then it pushes it out of the attic as if to say, get out of here, old air. Yeah, crusty old air. Yeah, and it brings in the outside air, which I live on the top of a fucking hill so it's always cooler like outside than it is in my goddamn oven of a house preach and i'm way too poor to put in fucking ac so yeah hell yeah listen i have ac and i spend way too much money running that shit because it's so hot inside the house especially compared to outside i'm like it's fucking nice out here and everybody's like open the house up i'm like Bro, I have like 10 fans going and all the windows open and it's still hot as shit in here. You don't get a fucking breeze. No. Bro, this thing was less than $2,000. I know that $2,000 is a lot of money. No, that's excellent for like... But also, how many months of fucking electric AC bill is that? That would be two for me right now because I fucking spent a lot of money on electricity lately. And I'm like, God damn, working from home? Downside. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Running AC when it's like 103 outside and you're like, I can't sweat this out and be nice to people. No, no. <laughs> Emails are going to get real aggressive oh, real quick. they already have. Everybody's <laughs> like, whoa, she's going through some shit. All right. <laughs> well, saying she doesn't have AC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's trying life. to save money. She needs a whole house fan. <laughs> yeah. You should get one. I oh, want man. one. Well, well, it's almost fucking winter now, but I guess now's I know, the time. Right? I'll Maybe. send you uh, my guy's info. Yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah. I'd love that. I can't wait to come over and feel your breeze. It's so nice. I have to turn it off. Brandon has it on, like, all the fucking time in the evening. And I'm, like, literally, I'm cold. I have socks on and sweatpants <sighs> and hoodies. And I'm, like, beautiful. I'm freezing. And he's, like, well, of course, it's only, like, you know. 70 in the house. Yeah, but you're, we're so used to it being hot. Yeah, it's barely 70. I don't even think it's gotten down to 70. It'll be like 75. And I'm like, I'm cold. But also it's a breeze. So you're like standing in a fucking wind tunnel. Yeah. Like, I'm cold. It's like if it were windy outside. Mm-hmm. So does it reach the bedrooms? It can. Or do you have to like open all the doors and everything and you try have, to coax it? You have to do the same thing. Like my in my son's room, his window is like a guillotine window. Yeah. So I can't just crack that because I don't want him to die. Yeah, so yeah. His, Priorities. Yeah, his room isn't going to get it. And then <laughs> baby sister's room, I have a bunch of alarms and stuff on it because hers is the only one that like a predator might be able to come into. Uh-huh. Oh, and- good. Let's put our <laughs> precious baby girl in that one. Brandon literally is like... I don't like that she's so far away. And I'm like, that was my room growing up. (laughs) (laughs) My parents didn't give a fuck. And we didn't have alarms on the windows. (laughs) She'll be fine. (laughs) They were just like, fuck it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're like, someone take her. Jesus. (laughs) She's still here. God damn it. (laughs) Oh, made it through another night. (laughs) Get that girl a medal. She's like a cat. Nine lives, I tell you. I know, right? (laughs) It could go into our room, but also I've gotten accustomed to sleeping at a cool 62 degrees. So... So so that, that is reserved for AC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just have it for the rest of the house, but oh, it's still real nice. I love it on nights when we have like a fan in the window and it gets cold that mm-hmm. I have to actually put the blanket on. Yeah, like up to your chin. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so nice. Talk dirty to me. <laughs> <laughs> and when the bed underneath you is just so soft and yes. warm. <laughs> yeah. And you just, you just did sheets. So oh, it's just so Oh, it's just so rare clean. for me. <laughs> I'm like, you don't need to wash your bedding. That's actually really gross. It is pretty gross. Also, my kid sneaks in in the middle of the night all the time and sleeps with us. And maybe like once every week or two weeks, he fucking 
like, wakes up in the morning and then just hangs out and is watching our phones or stuff while we try and get, like, a couple extra Bribe minutes of sleep. Bribe him for some sleep, mm-hmm. yeah. But if we wait too long, then he'll pee through his diaper and he'll mm. be like, uh-oh, I peed. And I'm like, motherfucker. Laundry day. Yep, so then it's a whole sheet wash thing again. <laughs> so I've been doing it much more often than I did, but probably as often as I should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good method. Yeah. Just, hey, can you come piss in here? <laughs> Just pee onto the bed. Oh, God. Yep. Anyway, what's your goddamn? (laughs) Oh, man. I have so many. I don't really have a solid good one other than, like, this last week has been pure hell in my life. Like, work has been insane. Oh, no. Everything has just been, like— I just want to go disappear for a while. You know when mm-hmm. it's just one of those weeks? Mm-hmm. It's just one of those weeks. That you can't get through. <laughs> yeah. Spending all your money. Yeah. Running Ooh. that AAC. That's right. I need a whole house fan to perk <laughs> yeah, me up. Do. Okay. But so there's kind of like if I were to be true and honest, that's like my real goddamn. I was like, fuck, man. I'm so glad this week is over. Mm-hmm. But some shit blew my mind recently, mm-hmm. which is not important at all. And maybe this is just something that people in the world know, but I had no fucking clue. So remember how I sent you a terrifying picture a while ago of deer and their velvet shedding or whatever? Because I didn't know that was a thing. And I was like, I thought that was just like fucking game hanging off their fucking antlers from a fight or something, right? (laughs) Turns out they just gore their meat. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out deers aren't omnivores or aren't uh, herbivores. They're carnivores. Um, Yeah, that's basically what I had thought was going on there because I didn't know what the fuck deer ate. I've never thought about this at all. (laughs) Graze on grass. They're just nibbling. I know. It's so true. And I grew up in like Virginia and Colorado and California where they have deer. Yeah. But I've never thought about. I've never been very interested in deer until recently. Okay. <laughs> and now I'm obsessed. And so I sent you that picture where they shed their their velvet, I think mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it looks crazy. So if you haven't seen that, go fucking look at it. It's gross. But I was reading this thread on Reddit and they were like, how rare is it to find a left and a right antler? And I was like, what? I mean, I feel like you would just find them, right? Because it's with the head. You'd find them together. Why is that rare? And then everybody was like, oh, my God, that's like fucking finding a needle in a haystack. And I was like, why is everybody so shocked that they're finding antlers together? And then I found out that they literally shed their antlers. I don't know how often. I didn't research it because I just found this shit out. (laughs) But, like, they just lose an antler and then they're running around with only one. And then it, like, you know, fucking next winter it grows back. Yeah. Did you know that? I don't. So, like, you could go walk in the woods. And just find a right antler. (laughs) I don't know that I knew that. (laughs) I definitely didn't know that. This blew my mind. And then I was looking at pictures of, like, deers with one antler. And their head looks like it hurts so bad where that one antler is missing. Oh, my God. But it's, like, normal. And then I was thinking, I know, it's got to be itchy. And I was thinking about, remember, like, when we used to get fake uh, acrylic nails? Yeah. And then when that one nail starts to pop up, but, like, you can't rip it because it's too close to the quick and it'll take off your whole fucking nail. That's to be like what it feels like but on their head but that's why they rub it against like trees and shit i thought that was because their velvet was shedding and they were like fuck man this so what's is the itchy. difference between velvet and a fucking antler well the velvet is the skin on the outside of the antler that supplies blood to the bone or whatever the fuck antler is made out of to let it grow i know that because i researched the fuck out of this shit <laughs> now the whole antler falling off thing i thought that shit was like attached to your skull but wait that happens once a year see i don't know because i didn't do all the research okay so maybe it's like you know your baby teeth. <laughs> like, oh, you have one set and then you get another set? I yeah. don't fucking know. Because I thought, like, older deer had, like, 
bigger antlers. But maybe it's like a recipe. Like every time one falls off, the then next like year another, another one, one sprouts out. You know, it's like this one was an eight pointer. <laughs> And now he's a nine-pointer. <laughs> yeah, it's got to work like that, right? Like rattlesnake fucking skins <laughs> or tails, whatever the fuck they are. Oh, is that what they do? Yeah, it's the skin that just balls up at the end there. The rattles? Yeah. It's and, when they're shedding their skin or whatever, and uh-huh. they fucking slither out of it, and yeah. then their like last fucking bit of skin gets caught on the rattlesnake or on the tail making another rattle. What? Yeah. I've never wondered this. My kid got real into rattlesnakes. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. And there's like a little dried piece in there. That That's like, rattling? Yeah. That what are rattling. the fucking odds that that happens every goddamn time to every fucking rattlesnake? I, I don't know. That is poor slash great That's why they nature. keep getting bigger because the skin is bigger. Oh, 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 oh. O'Reilly. <laughs> I don't know if any of this is true. Yeah, someone's going to totally correct us because maybe I was just on a wild Reddit thread and they were all pulling my fucking leg. But I saw pictures. I watched one or a few videos on rattlesnakes because my kid got real into them. So I'm pretty sure that that's a thing. Also, now I'm convinced I did not know that deer or bucks shed their antlers. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I definitely didn't. And it blew my fucking mind, like rocked my goddamn world is what I'm talking about. I want to feel like it's probably like baby teeth. Like they grow one set and then they're like, (laughs) no. I'll research more and I'll fill you in. I should have done that before, especially knowing that I was probably going to use this for my goddamn. But literally, (laughs) this all happened so fast. (laughs) (laughs) This week just came at (laughs) you. Oh, so bad. I'm so glad it's fucking over. Oh, my God. Well, that's great. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a great goddamn? <laughs> I can't wait to hear about all the research that you do on that because I know I'm going to forget it as soon as I leave. And then you're going to be like, they shed it once a year. And I'm going to be like, what? And I'll then send I'm going to I'll send pictures. you pictures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do that. I'll hook it up. Do that. Mm-hmm. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Stace. Welcome to episode 110 of I Said Goddamn. I Said Goddamn. A podcast where the points don't matter and everything's made up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was thinking about this recently, and I'm going to get all the glorious numbers, like 150, 200. Oh, congratulations. Thank you, because I'm evens, your odds. Well, I dig it. I'm for it. Whatever. Maybe someday one of us will slack and we'll switch. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe someday we'll go back to both doing them. Or that, yeah. At the same time. Yeah. How glorious has life been? though. It's been real nice. I can handle it more. Yeah. I'm a nicer person for this change. I know. Me too. And also, shout out to our friend Alexis, who I fucking love because she has started editing for us a little bit. So She is saving the podcast one episode at a time. She like fucking gives me pep talks too. She's like, we're going to get caught up. And I'm like, bitch, we have to edit two this week. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get caught up. Calm down. I love her. That's so awesome. She's great. Oh, somebody's swooping in to save us. Yeah, and uh, if this stays, it's because Alexis left it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stacey, you ready to hear my story? I'm fucking ready. Let's do this shit. Okay, I know that you've heard this one before. Okay. And I know that you've heard this one before because I've heard this one before, and it's kind of a bigger one. However. Tell me. I started, like, reading into it and shit, and I did not know a giant integral part of this. Ooh. So, listen. Okay. I'm listening. Everybody. Everybody. I am going to tell you about the Ken and Barbie killers. Aha! Okay, so tell me about them. You definitely know. I definitely right? know the okay. story. This is Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka. Mm. For anybody not in the know, mm-hmm. I will give you a whole fucking rundown on this bitch. Okay, so tell me about it. Okay, so... Starting with 
Carla. Mm-hmm. Carla Homolka was the oldest of three girls. She was born May 1970 in Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. In high school, she worked part-time at a pet shop. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> is this is going to do with something bad about dogs? <laughs> no. <laughs> After she graduated, she got a job as a veterinary assistant at a vet clinic. And I assume she was going to school to be a vet at this point, but I didn't actually see anything that confirms that. So Okay, we're assuming here. Yeah. I listen, dig it. It's I'm what we it. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Paul Bernardo was born in August of 1964 to a wealthy family, but even though they were rich, their, like, family or whatever was kind of a fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. His dad came from an abusive household where his dad would beat his mom and his kids, so Paul's dad continued the pattern and would abuse Paul's mom. Okay. Okay. And the kids? Well, mostly the mom that Ugh, I know of. God. But, so Paul's mom ended up having an affair. Oh. And she got pregnant, and that baby was Paul. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So he's the product of an affair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Paul's dad tolerated the affair, and he even put his name on Paul's birth certificate. Wait, okay, so like his stepdad technically, right? Yeah. But like not his biological dad. No, 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 no. Got it, yeah. okay. Yeah, the man his mom was married to. Okay. But he put his name on Paul's birth certificate as if to say like, I'm, I'm claiming this child. Okay. Yeah. But that probably doesn't promote, like, a healthy father-son relationship, right? No, not a healthy relationship at all. Yeah. And so when Paul was around 11 years old, his dad was charged with child molestation. <gasps> no. For fondling a little girl. No. I hate him. And he also abused his own daughter. Oh, my God. That's so gross. Yeah. So, I mean, we're getting a little glimpse as to why he turned out a little fucked up, huh? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Well, and then Paul's mom was so depressed by this entire fucked up situation. That she, like, withdrew from the family and ended up living in the basement. What the fuck? Like, you was, can do that? I guess. What? I don't know. I wish I had a basement. We can't do that. <laughs> Our husbands would be like, wait. Come back. <laughs> can you take the kids down there? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> This is mine. Yeah. So despite all this, though, Paul was a happy kid that did well in school. Okay. But when he was 16 years old, his parents got into an argument, and his mom ended up telling Paul that his dad wasn't his real dad. Oh, okay. So he grew up thinking that that was his real dad. Yeah. Yeah. Until he was 16, and then his mom hit him with the hard truth. Damn. And... It had the opposite effect of whatever the fuck she was thinking it was going to do. Uh-huh. But it turned Paul pretty much against her, and he ended up, like, hating her and openly calling her, like, a whore. Whoa. And just berating her, right? Oh, God. Well, and then that's what he grew up being taught is okay to do also. Yeah, exactly. Like, like watching his mom get abused by who he thought was his, like, biological father. Mm-hmm. Mm. He saw that as, like, a normal fucking relationship, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, not great. No. So, Paul graduated, and he went to work for Amway, and he got super into, like, the salesman life and attitude or whatever, right? hmm He bought a bunch of books, and he was like, I'm going to be a fucking get-rich-quick guy, right? Got it. Yep. And he and his friends would practice their techniques on women in bars. What? I'm not sure exactly what that means. He's trying to flip a trick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really get what it has to do with sales or anything, but other than... Persuasion? Yeah, other than persuasion or being able to, like, sell yourself or whatever, like, talk a big game, right? Oh, God. It sounds so, like, hokey and cheesy and, like, I'm cringing. 
Yeah, but if you saw him, you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. I got it. He looks like a guy that would be yeah. like, I read this book. <laughs> turns out women just want to be treated like dirt. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. He's that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So either way, he ended up kind of following in his adoptive dad's footsteps, and he would beat his girlfriends. Oh, God. And he started developing sadistic sexual fantasies. What a prick. So on May 4th, 1987... Paul followed a 21-year-old girl home. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And when she was in front of her parents' house, Paul attacked her. He threatened her with a knife, and then he raped her. Oh, in front of the parents' house? Yeah. No, no, no. The rape lasted over half an hour. That's too long. Yeah. So, like, what was he going to do if her parents came out? Run away? I have no fucking but idea. But they're in her his car, right? No, he followed her home. Oh, my God, that's creepy. Yeah. So just, like, raping her in the bushes or something? I think, yeah, like, just... <gasps> oh, my God, off that's on the side terrifying. of the house terrifying. Yeah, horrible. <gasps> then, on May 14th, 1987, he attacked a 19-year-old woman the same way in the backyard of her parents' house. Mm, my so, God. So, again, just a fucked up, like, you're safe in your... Zone, yeah. Yeah. You think you are. At your house, basically. It's like the Golden State Killer shit, man. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. This one lasted over an hour. Jesus Christ. Fucking side note, I don't know why they gave the times for these, but it makes it infinitely more horrifying to me to know how long these women were, like, suffering. Right. So now you have to know, too. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks you're welcome. That. Yeah, but it said it, like, on all of them, and I was like, I don't like that. Yeah, that's I don't awful. know why in my head if someone is like, and then she was raped. You don't think about, like, how, how long, long that no. – Oh, that's fucking horrifying. That's like an eternity. Like, you've had sex before where it's like, can you – Are we done? Because yeah. it hurts. <laughs> can you speed this up? <laughs> now imagine not being able to, like, oh, that's just that's – Yeah, just, yeah. I don't, no, rape fucks me up. It scares me. Yeah, I don't like it. No. It's horrifying to me. So, glad that's so in your that. head. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Appreciate you. Yep, you're welcome. Fucking trigger warning. <laughs> Sorry about it. Yeah. I think the whole podcast at this point is a trigger warning. I know. I just feel bad. I know. So on July 17th, 1987, Paul attempted to rape another woman, but she fought back after his initial attack. And mm-hmm. so he was like, ah, fuck it. And he took off, right? Okay. Side note, this is all the stuff that I didn't know. Like that I knew that he had an abusive background and... I think I knew that he had done these things before, but they kind of all mushed together in my brain now, all the stories. Yeah. I knew of, like, the main thing that I'm going to tell you about, but yeah. I didn't know about, like— His whole, like, him— this, Any of his yeah. past. Yeah. So then in October of 1987, Paul and Carla met at a convention in Toronto. Mm-hmm. She was 17 and he was 23. Goddamn. Yeah, gross. Mm. They started dating, and it turns out Carla was also into sadistic, sexy stuff. Sure. So they got along great. Yeah, right? we can do this. Mm-hmm. This will be fun. And he actually proposed to her in December of 1987. She was still 17. That's crazy. But she was like, fuck yeah. And Let's do it. Yeah, her parents liked him and everything. And so it was like, sure, whatever, right? Yeah, go for it. But they're just engaged at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that didn't stop his extracurricular activities. Of side raping? Yeah, of Mm. the side raping. Oh, God. So on December 16th, 1987, Paul followed a 15-year-old girl home from a bus stop. 
He attacked her and threatened her with a knife, and he raped her. Jesus Christ. This one lasted about an hour. Jesus. Who is keeping time? I guess probably the lady. I mean, probably the lady. like, I got off at this time and to get home till here. Yeah. Okay. The next day, after the girl reported it, the police put out an alert to women to be cautious when traveling alone and be especially cautious if they were taking the bus because that was like his MO, right? It was like to hide out and follow these women home and then fucking rape them somewhere along the way. Yeah. So spot on police work so far, right? Yeah, crushing it. Yeah. Then on December 23rd, 1987, Paul followed a 17-year-old girl. He attacked her and he raped her. Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. This time he raped her with the knife that he had. No! Why don't people do that? I don't know. Why is that a thing? I don't know. Why? I don't know. What? I don't know. What? I hate it. What? So fucking That reminds me of... The movie Seven? Yes. Yeah, I know. Yes. I can't watch that part. It horrifies me. Oh, my God. Horrifies. Why would he do that? I don't know. Was she okay? I mean, I think, she, yeah, she lived. Yeah, that's what I meant I don't by okay. Think, I don't She's think, not okay. Yeah, I don't think you're <laughs> Oh, ever my okay. God. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why? 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 Yeah. Why? I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't Keep know. Keep talking so it stops being in my head. Okay, so now the police are like, all Uh-oh. right. Uh-oh. <laughs> Looks like we got a situation on our hands. Yeah, we should take care of this. Yeah. This escalated. This, yeah, it's gotten worse. Oh my God, yes it has. So they started referring to him as the Scarborough Rapist. Okay. Which I'm probably saying wrong, sorry about it. You crushed it. I don't know how aware Carla was during this time, but I'm going to basically machine gun some victims to you because Paul didn't stop. Yeah, Obviously, hit right? me with them. April 18th, 1988, Paul attacked and raped a 17-year-old girl. That lasted for 45 minutes. Jesus Christ. May 25th, 1988, Paul was hiding out in the bushes by a bus stop waiting for some unsuspecting girl to get off, as was his M.O., right? Mm-hmm. But this time there was an investigator, like, staking out the bus stop. <gasps> okay, good. And, yeah, and the investigator saw him, and when he went to approach him, Paul took off, and the guy chased him, but Paul oh. got away. Oh, there was a hot pursuit. Oh, there was a hot pursuit. God but it was probably dang. also, like, you know, mall security, where the guy's like, wait, Ugh. fuck. Can you imagine how different life would be? <gasps> Could you imagine if you were that fucking cop? You're like, oh, that's fucking wild. Bro, that was him. Like, oh, you God. know it was him. Yeah. It's yeah. not just some guy hiding in the bushes. No, no. Who also happened to run away from you when you were like, are you the Scarborough Rapist? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. So then five days later on May 30th, 1988, Paul went to Clarkson instead of Scarborough, which is only about 25 miles away. Mm-hmm. And he attacked and raped an 18-year-old girl. Damn. That one lasted for about 30 minutes. You'd think they'd give, like, a bolo for, like, surrounding counties. <laughs> right. I'm sure they were, like, aware, but, like, oh, man, Scarborough's really got some fucking piece yeah, of work what's going on over there. <laughs> yeah. And then on October 4th, 1988, Paul attempted to attack another girl, but she fought against him and got away. Oh, good. But he had stabbed her twice, ah! once in the thigh and once in the butt, and she had to get 12 stitches. Damn. Yeah. Then on November 16th, 1988, Paul raped an 18-year-old girl in her parents' backyard. Jesus Christ. November 17th, 1988, there was a task force put together to try and stop the Scarborough rapist. Yeah. And then December 27th, 1988... He attempted to rape another girl, but a neighbor heard the commotion and was able to chase him off. God damn. Yeah. Fucking lucky. Right? I didn't know he had like a fucking name and all this shit. You know? I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't know he had this whole 
Like, he was another person. He was another serial thing before he was a serial killer. Yeah. He's a serial rapist. You always hear about Carla. <laughs> yeah. Because of what she does later in the story. Yeah. You, you don't really hear Carla? much of his background. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know this whole other fucking half of it. That's crazy. It blew my mind. I think I, like I said, I think I knew it, but it was like kind of a... Side, side story. Yeah, like, oh, by the way, he's done this to other women before. Yeah. And that, like, almost Carla was, like, bullied into it or something. I mean, that's what she would have you believe. <laughs> yeah, I ta- I spoke with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, listen, we're not there in our story yet, so if anybody doesn't know this story, we're just giving just away a lot hold of Hold on to your seats. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then Paul cooled off for about six months, and then on June 20th, 1989, he attempted another attack, but he was fought off again. Oh my god, wow. This time, the girl fought back, giving him scratches on his face. Good. And she was screaming, so the neighbors came out, and he was like, fuck that, and he took off, right? Uh Uh-huh. August 15th, 1989, Paul successfully committed his eighth rape. Jesus Christ. Who was a 22-year-old woman. He had seen her through her window the night before, and then the next day, he waited for her to get home, and he attacked her. Ugh. It was a particularly brutal rape and attack, and it lasted for two hours. Jesus Christ. Holy fucking Was shit. it in her own home? I think so, yeah. <gasps> I hate it. It's awful. Huh? Yeah. Talk about a goddamn invasion. Yeah, no thank you. Yeah. So then November 21st, 1989, he followed a 15-year-old girl home from a bus stop and he attacked and raped her mm. and that was about 45 minutes. Jesus Christ. First of all, this guy's got stamina. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And then December 22nd, 1989, Paul attacked and raped a 19-year-old girl in the stairwell of an underground parking lot. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's creepy. It lasted about 30 minutes, and this was his 10th rape, in case you're fucking keeping Yeah, I lost count forever ago, and I was like, Jesus Christ, there's like a quadrillion of them by now. Yeah, there are so many. And then attempted ones, too. Yeah, no. It's horrible. I wonder what, like, Carla thought he was all this time. So... I saw a couple different accounts, but nothing was, like, concrete to me. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing said that she was, like, into it. Like, she didn't mind that he was the Scarborough rapist. Yeah. I heard another that said that she, like, he had kept it all from her because they lived in different counties. Mm -hmm. And then later he goes and, like, convinces her that he's not the rapist. And so I'm like, well, maybe she wasn't in on it. Interesting. And by in on it, I mean aware of it at Yeah, least, yeah, yeah. She like, wasn't knew involved. of it. Yeah. And was, like, not ratting him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't really know where she was during all of this. Interesting. So May 26, 1990, Paul attacked and raped a 19-year-old woman. That lasted over an hour. However, mm-hmm. she was able to vividly remember his face. Goddamn, she got like a photographic memory? Yeah, she was probably like, I'm going to look in his fucking eyes. I'm yeah. going to make this like, oh, awkward. real awkward for everybody. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's why it lasted in over an hour. He's like, can you stop? <laughs> look somewhere else, please. Yeah. So police were able to put together a relatively accurate composite sketch. Ooh. And they released that shit to the newspaper. All right. So now his, like... Face is everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, his face is everywhere. And then by June, which was just the next month, a bank employee called the police tip line and was like, hey, this is definitely Paul Bernardo. (gasps) I fucking know who this guy is. Yeah, yeah. And then another tip came in from the wife of a good friend of Paul. Uh Uh-huh. And she told detectives 
that Paul had been called in to be questioned about a previous rape back in December of 1987. Mm-hmm. But he was never interviewed or anything. What? And so. How are you going to call somebody in for like, hey, by the way, I'm pretty sure this guy's raped me or somebody. And they're just like, mm, we won't interview him. Yeah. Right. Like, ah, I think it was this guy. Like, bring him down. Ah, sorry. It's break time. You can go home. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Right. Uh-huh. But that's just like a slip through the cracks of Ugh, goddamn. police. Right. This guy's a slippery motherfucking fish. Mm-hmm. But according to this wife, mm-hmm. Paul would also talk to her husband about how he liked rough sex and like anal stuff, which not <laughs> Why? saying. Why am I like a 12 year old when you say that? <laughs> anal stuff? Anal stuff. Not saying there's anything against that if you're into that or whatever, but this rapist was like sodomizing all these women too. Yeah, so it was like a key of like, yeah. hey, by the way. He's into butt stuff and also rough stuff. <laughs> and also he looks like this fucking sketch, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you should talk to him this time, guys. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So police were like, mm, thanks. Bye. Yeah. Leave the detective work to the detectives. Yeah, lady. <laughs> so they actually did bring in her husband, Alex Smyrnas, because, okay. you know, he's a man, so he— Oh, God. He probably has something <laughs> important to say. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, he wasn't the most well-spoken man And apparently he came across as, like, awkward and unsure, like, fidgety and just, like— Well, yeah. Like, you're being interviewed by detectives, and your friend probably is the rapist, and you're like, "Mm, I don't know what to do here. Well, I mean, you know what you should do, but— Yeah, yeah. But also, I get nervous around cops, and I'll be doing absolutely nothing wrong. Yeah, right? I'd shit myself if I got brought in for an interview. Literally. I do work for a, like, sheriff's detective, a homicide detective guy, and I get nervous when he walks in. (laughs) For no reason. I've never murdered anyone, but he has, like, they have this presence of, like, authority or whatever where I'm just like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) What do you, I just won't look you in the eyes. Yeah, my palms are sweating, and they're like, she's lying, and I'm like, good morning. (laughs) You're right. It's not good. (laughs) Or morning. (laughs) How do they know every time? (laughs) Uh, So I could imagine being fucking awkward. Yeah, right? So police were like, "Mm, I don't know about this guy. He doesn't seem credible. Yeah. But since we did get this other tip from that bank employee, like, we should probably bring in Paul, right? Just in case. Okay, good. You know? Yeah. Let's talk to him. Let's see what's going on. What's up, Paul? Yeah. Have a seat. Paul? Why don't you have a seat right over here? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go put the laundry away. Mm -hmm. So on November 20th, 1990, police bring in Paul, the same Paul who had gotten really into sales at Amway and stuff. Oh, God. And practiced talking to people and convincing them of whatever the fuck he wanted, right? Yeah. So the interview lasted 35 minutes. And Paul gave them such a good impression. They're, like, slapping each other on the back, like, ah, it couldn't be Paul. Yeah, literally. Wow. And maybe this is my, like, cynical mind, but also I have to assume that it's because he's, like, a relatively good-looking white guy. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. If he was anything else. People are pretty biased. Yeah, exactly. But he basically told them that, of course, he didn't commit these rapes. No. And he would absolutely be willing to provide a DNA sample. Like, he did it voluntarily. He provided DNA. Okay. And they were like, well, why do you think we're questioning you about this? Yeah. And he said that he can't deny that he looks like the guy in the sketch, right? Yeah. 
But he'd do whatever it takes to prove that it's not him because uh. obviously this is just a big misunderstanding. Oh, right? what a whoopsie poopsie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So police were like, seems legit. So they never Stop ended it. up testing him <laughs> no. because they were like, well, that other guy was really like unsure or whatever. And this guy, you know, he just so well spoken. Why wouldn't you just he, do it just to be safe? He gave us the DNA. That's got to mean that he's innocent. It was voluntarily. And like, they didn't even test it? No. What? No. The actual flying fuck. What the fuck, right? Dude, put it in a bag and put a stamp on it. Like, come on. Yeah. Also, he looks like the guy in the fucking sketch. Maybe just to be safe. Maybe. Test it. To save your fucking ass. Oh, my yeah. God. Somebody I hope got fired. I'm sure a lot of people did. Because, <laughs> listen. Because the story gets crazy. This isn't even the, the story. story. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. He convinced them that he's innocent. With just his face and his words. That's insane. Yeah. They were like, yeah, this guy's straight shooter. Don't (sighs) worry about him. Right? Yeah. So I kind of left you hanging on the Carla part of all of this. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't really know how together they were during this time. Kind of like I said, they were dating, but I don't really know how involved she was or if they were like exclusive or anything like that. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. But – Once he was let out of the interview with the police, he went straight to Carla's house. Mm -hmm. And she knew he had been interviewed under suspicion of being a serial rapist. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But he was like, trust me, I had nothing to do with that stuff. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. You know I wouldn't do that. It's me. Yeah. It's just me, Paul. And she was like, cool. I believe you. (laughs) Totally legit. So then in February 1991... Paul was spending more and more time with Carla at her parents' house. Okay. Were they approved? Mm-hmm. And where Carla lived with her parents and her youngest sister, Tammy. Mm-hmm. Carla's parents thought he was just fucking spectacular, right? Yeah, he can tuck them up. Yeah. And so they're like, he can come over anytime. That's so crazy to me because he's 23, right? Yeah. And she's 17. Yeah. I have well, like I guess a... now he's like 25. Oh, my 26. God. Okay, so she's like 19? Yeah. Okay. It blows my mind, though, because I was like 16 with an 18-year-old boyfriend, and my parents were like, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. I was 17 with a 23-year-old boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was that age. You were that, and I hated him. I, I know, and my parents did too, but also my dad— Did they meet him? Yeah. <gasps> my dad met him once. Oh, my God. That's so awkward. You guys weren't even together that long. No. That's so awkward. But my dad was like, I'm not going to tell you not to date him because that's just going to make you want to date him more. And I was like, well, you should have said something like later. (laughs) Yeah, you could have. I would have probably not listened. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. I don't know either. But ew. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) Uh, And carrying on. Yeah. So Paul obviously forgot to mention that he had actually recently lost his job as an accountant. Forgot to give you that tidbit. Mm -hmm. And in order to make money, he was smuggling cigarettes over the Canada-U.S. border. Cigarettes? I know, right? What the fuck? They ain't got tobacco? Uh, I have no idea. But also, I've been watching a lot of Letterkenny, and they do a lot of, like, cigarette trading and stuff there. That's interesting. Yeah. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't either. They could literally just sweep up some shit on the ground and light it up. (laughs) Almost the same thing. So, Paul also probably didn't mention all the previous rapes. Yeah, I'm sure he left that bit out. Yeah. Love your daughter, Mm -hmm. but I have wandered astray a time or two. (laughs) I have sown my seed. Ew, don't do that with anything. <laughs> you, you hate it every time it's I say so that. It's so weird. Oh, it makes me laugh. Ugh. So 
even though he was engaged to Carla, right, Paul would still constantly flirt with Tammy, the 15-year-old sister. Yeah, that's not okay. So he just seems like a fucking peach, right? Yeah. So since he was seeing a lot of Tammy, Paul started to become, like, obsessed with her. Oh. And he would sneak into her room at night. (gasps) No. While she was sleeping. No. And he would masturbate while he watched her. Ew, ew, ew. That's so creepy. Did she know? No. She oh, was my asleep. God. <laughs> okay. That's even worse. I don't even yeah. know. Horrifying. <laughs> what if you woke up to that? I'd be like, uh, that's a dream. Like Good night. Somebody eating macaroni. <laughs> uh, slow down. <laughs> you get a chill. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, my God. Okay. So then Carla, being the good fiance, right, Mm -hmm. she would help him sneak into Tammy's room by breaking the blinds in her room so that he had easier access. What? I don't know if he was sneaking into the house in from her window, because like I thought he was just over there all the time, so I don't know yeah, why like, he would. I thought just he lived there basically. Walk in the fucking door. Yeah, I don't know. I thought so too. But okay, listen. okay, okay. Well, it's maybe a, he's. Is he from the outside watching her sleep? What is he? Why? No, he would, would be, be in fun? her room. I don't get it. So it's a kink, voyeurism, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like she's asleep. Yeah, I think his thing is like uh power. Yeah, but she's asleep. <laughs> yeah, but she's vulnerable. She's super yeah, vulnerable. If yeah. She's asleep. Right? Yeah, I'm so freaked out right now. Also, he likes rape, which probably means that he doesn't like a willing participant. Yeah. So then someone who is asleep or, like, unconscious. Non-consenting. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't consent, doesn't know that he's there. It's probably, like. That's fucking wild. big turn on, which is fucking gross. Yeah. So Carla's helping him, right? Yeah, great. In July, Paul took Tammy across the border to buy beer for a party. Okay. I don't know if it's true, but he later told Carla that they had gotten drunk that night and ended up making out. Why did he have to take her across the border for beer? Mm, it was I like Sunday. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> My county didn't sell beer on Sundays. Right. That's what I was The dry county. <laughs> Maybe they don't sell it after like a certain time or something. Interesting. Okay. So they make out. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly they make out. Okay. And, then, and Carla was just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks basically. for letting me know. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so then Paul confided in Carla that he really wanted to have sex with Tammy and no. take her virginity. No. Since... He didn't get Carla's virginity. No. It's not a fucking present for you to give out. Not a present. Yeah. And also, that's not how virginity works. (laughs) That's not. You don't get to just take it. (laughs) Transitory or whatever the fuck. (laughs) You can't just. Well, because I didn't get yours. Yeah, then I'll take hers. Like, no. That's not hers to give. Ugh, yeah. That's what I was trying to say by, like, it's not a present. Yeah. I don't know, whatever the fuck I was saying earlier. <laughs> well, Carla was like, yeah. that is definitely a present that I would love to give you, right? Oh, my God. This is a sick relationship. Mm-hmm. So since she was working at the vet clinic, Carla mm-hmm. stole Valium from work. Oh, God. Like, for the little puppies and stuff. Yeah. And on July 24th, 1990, Carla cooked spaghetti for herself, Paul, and Tammy. Probably not the good kind, because she ended up crushing up Valium. Because it was poisoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she put it in Tammy's spaghetti, right? Okay. And when Tammy passed out, Paul raped her while (sighs) Carla watched. Oh, my God, no. And then on December 23rd, 1990, Carla's idea of a Christmas present for Paul was to give him her sister again. No. This time, she had stolen sleeping pills from her work called halothane. 
Okay. She gave it to Tammy in a rum and eggnog drink. God damn. Gross. You gotta be careful of that shit. Oh, yeah. If you're mixing fucking yeah. rum and sleeping pills. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty fucking dangerous. Yeah. Not a great combination. No. So once Tammy passed out, the couple undressed her and then Oh Carla- my God, it's your fucking sister. Gross. Yes. Yeah. And then Carla put a rag soaked in the halothane over Tammy's mouth and nose mm-hmm. to make sure that she wouldn't wake up. That's fucking crazy. Then they videotaped themselves raping her. No, that's terrible. As in Carla was an active participant. That's so gross. In her sister's rape. Ah. Her little sister, her kid sister. I wonder if they like got along, you know? They had dinner together and they were having drinks together. Yeah. So obviously they're But like, do you think Tammy woke up and was like, ow, everything hurts. And her sister was like, oh, don't worry about that. It was nothing. Like Tammy has no idea this is happening. Not this time. Well, yeah, but I was thinking like the previous time. Yeah, the first time when she lost her virginity. Did she know it or did they I just like cover it up? They said that she woke up and she didn't feel well, but thought that it was because of like alcohol. Oh my God, it doesn't make your vagina hurt. Yeah. I mean. Oh my God, it freaks me out. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't remember the day after. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember being like exceptional. But I'm thinking different. rape in general is pretty aggressive. Yeah, but also if you're passed out, you're not like. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. You're all relaxed. Ugh. So maybe like your muscles aren't angry. Okay, maybe. I don't know. I would like to believe that if I had sex, I would know. (laughs) The next day? Yeah, like I could go pee and be like, I had sex, didn't I? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, probably. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I couldn't tell now. Yeah. Got two kids. Oh, now? (laughs) Fuck no. So they videotaped themselves raping Carla's baby sister. Not good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then Tammy started throwing up. Oh, God. And so they tried to wake her up, but she wouldn't. Yeah, because you fucking drugged the shit out of her. Yeah. That's not good. bad. Yeah. So she stopped breathing. Oh. And they call 911. Mm-hmm. But, of course, before they call, they have to, like, get rid of all the evidence. Like, yeah. clean up and shit, take right? Take down the fucking camera real quick. Yeah. They take down the camera. They start doing laundry. They're fucking oh my God. cleaning up after all the drinks and stuff and putting away all the evidence, right? Yeah. Terrible. And they moved her into her own room, too, so that she wasn't, like, you know, with In the, the middle, Yeah. Or in the I basement. Just imagine the living room or some shit. Yeah. Well, her parents were asleep upstairs. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't know that part or I don't remember that part. Yeah. Her parents were asleep upstairs. They were just having like a nice little, I don't know, basement dinner. Mm. And <laughs> uh, Tammy's bedroom was also in the basement or like there was a fucking offshoot to the basement, I guess. Okay. And so I think a lot of bedrooms were down in the basement. Okay. Maybe they had a living room down. I don't fucking well, know. Well, sometimes man. there are like, in Colorado, my yeah. cousin used to live in the basement, and there was, like, a living room, and then she also had a room and a bedroom, and, like, it was a fully finished. It's, like, yeah, a whole yeah. other layer Yeah, that's what it is, like, on the East Coast, too. Yeah, so, yeah. like, that's just our second living room, or, like, the kids' living yeah, room. Yeah, that's the billiard room. Yeah, it's the fun room. It's always the fun room. It is. It's always underground. Yeah, it's always so the room fun. that you play fucking Nintendo in. This was not the fun room. No, no. This was the fucking awful, terrifying horror, room. horrible room of nightmares. <laughs> yes. So ambulance comes. They take her to the hospital. Do you think the parents were like, what the fuck happened? Yes. But they admitted to, like, drinking together and stuff. hmm And so she was pronounced dead. My God. Like three hours later at the hospital. That's insane. She never regained consciousness. So they know. Did they ever revive her? Uh, No. Okay. Well. So it took three hours for them to pronounce her dead? 
when you said revive, I was thinking of consciousness. Okay. Um, she never, like, came to again. I think that she was, like, still had a pulse. Yeah. For quite God some time. damn, that's crazy. That's yeah. That's so awful. Yeah. Obviously, her death seems pretty fishy to anyone from the outside, right? Yeah. Because she had chemical burns on her fucking nose and her mouth, right? Yeah, from, like, all the... the Halothane or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. And Carla and Paul were cleaning up and doing laundry and shit in the middle of the night. Yeah. Why is the dryer going? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But her death was ruled an accidental death. Did they think that she – like, did they rule it as, like, she just drank herself to death or something? Carla and Paul said that they had all just been drinking together, and then she went to bed, and she must have choked on her vomit, and that's, like, when they uh, found her, okay. right? Okay, gotcha. And she had been throwing up, so I'm sure yeah. that there was, like, vomit residue or whatever yeah. from that, and they're like, yeah, that's probably what happened, mm-hmm. which literally maybe was what happened, Yeah, but for a completely different reason. Yeah, because you were... Fucking drugging her ass. Yeah, you drugged her and had uh, ulterior Oh, my God. So Carla and Paul moved out of Carla's parents' house. Mm Mm-hmm. They're like, "Mm, sorry about it. Yeah, let me get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's a lot of bad memories here. I'm just going (laughs) to go. Don't look in the basement for any kind of evidence. (laughs) Yeah. But Carla brought with her some of Tammy's clothes. Okay. And they would videotape themselves. Doing a little bit of role playing. What the fuck? With Carla dressed up in Tammy's clothes. What the fuck? Pretending to be Tammy. What the fuck? That's so bad. Which, even if you didn't fucking kill her, the fuck? That is so weird. Yeah, that's it's horrifying. your sister. It's your dead sister. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Super fucked up. Not a good look. No. So, about six months later, on June 15th, 1991, Paul was driving through Burlington, and he was planning on stealing license plates. Okay. Well, Uh, listen, we all need (laughs) hobbies. (laughs) I'm assuming it was to help along his fucking cigarette smuggling business. Maybe. Oh, oh, okay. I gotcha. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, it does, right? You don't want to go across the border with the same plate too many times. No, they'll totes recognize you. Mm -hmm. And so instead of finding more license plates, he found 14-year-old Leslie Mahaffey. Leslie had gone out that night, and then she missed curfew coming home, so her parents had locked her out of the house. Oh, goddamn. Which is such a fucking 1991 thing to say. Right. (laughs) Like, what? You can sleep on the porch then. (laughs) Yeah, literally. My dad threatened it, but never happened. No. In fact, if I were, like, five minutes late, my dad would be calling me and figuring out, like, what's going on. Or, like, you know. Hmm. At any rate, Leslie was wandering around trying to find, like, a friend's house to crash in, and she wasn't (gasps) real successful. Oh, my God. These parents have to feel awful. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Ugh. Yeah. So, obviously, instead of finding a friend, she finds Paul. Mm Mm-hmm. And Paul told Leslie that he was looking for houses to break into. Okay. And Leslie was like... Break into mine so I can go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I I don't. That's not what she said. She was just like, yeah, whatever. Do you have any cigarettes? Oh, God. And he was like, do I? Literally. Do you need license plates? Yeah. He's like, (laughs) you will not believe what I have in store for you. That's my next line. (laughs) You will not believe what I have in store for you. And Paul was like, come on down, right? And he brings her to his car. And on the way to his car, he blindfolded her. No. 
For I'm, a cigarette? No. Yeah. No, thank you. I will continue my journey <laughs> to I a friend's house. I don't know if she was like, yeah, that's okay. Or if she was True. like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Or and if it happened. Was, yeah, like right before you get to the car, you know, blindfold and like shoved her in. Right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So Paul brought Leslie back home where Carla was waiting. And Paul was like, hey, I got a fucking surprise, right? Oh, my God. So they brought Leslie into the house with her blindfold still on. And they videotaped themselves sexually assaulting and torturing. Oh, my God, no. At one point in the video, Paul says, you're doing a good job, Leslie. A damn good job. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Right? (laughs) Ew. (laughs) He's gross. Yeah, that's fucking something else. And then he said, the next two hours are going to determine what I do to you. No. Right now you're scoring perfect. Ew. I don't know what the fuck that means. But that's horrifying. Oh, that is terrifying. And also, it just makes me want to be like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, go suck a dick. Yeah. I'm not giving you <laughs> Unless anything. you like that. <laughs> then do something else yeah. <laughs> that you do not enjoy. Yeah. So the assault escalated. And in another section of the video that was shown in court, she was tied up with twine and no. she was being sodomized. No. And then later in the video, Leslie tells them that her blindfold is slipping. Okay. We don't know exactly what happened next, but at trial, Paul said that Carla gave Leslie a lethal dose of Halcyon, again, stolen from work. Uh Uh-huh. But Carla said that Paul had strangled her. Okay. So they're, like, blaming each other for... Yeah. But I guess the video was, like, winding down or kind of ended with, like, my blindfold is slipping. So then it turns into, like... Uh oh, she can identify us. So that was like. The, oh, that's why she had. They the had downfall. to kill her. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh no. Either oh, way. No. Yeah. They hid her body in the basement. Jesus Christ. And then the very next day, mm-hmm. Carla's parents and last daughter, Lori, mm-hmm. came over for dinner with Leslie's body still in the fucking that's basement. That's insane. Yeah. I cannot fucking imagine. Mm. So then once they left, Paul and Carla decided that they needed to dismember Leslie's body in order to get rid of it. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Yeah. Well, oh, my God. So Paul got his grandfather's circular saw. No. And they bought a shit ton of cement. No. Which Paul kept the receipts to, like a real responsible murderer, right? You got to follow this under C. <laughs> Cement. <laughs> Follow this under D for donut. <laughs> There's no need to bring paper into this transaction. Is what he should have said. Yeah, what an idiot. Yeah. So then they proceeded to cut up her body and hide the pieces in blocks of cement. Ugh. Once they had all of their blocks together, they made a bunch of trips down to Lake Gibson mm-hmm. and attempted to sink the blocks. Jesus Christ. But... There was one pesky block <laughs> that weighed more than 200 pounds, uh-huh. which is over 91 kilograms. Can you imagine anyone. trying to transport that? Have you? That's us. <laughs> Together. Yeah. That's insane. I can't. I, I don't Yeah. Like, if Paul was like, hey, Carla, come help me lift this. Yeah. Was she like. Okay. Like, I don't think I could lift 200 pounds with Brandon. No, I couldn't team lift 200 pounds for sure. I don't think so. Especially not, like, a janky-ass block of cement. Do they have, like, a hand truck? I don't know. Maybe they have those straps. You definitely can't do it with flip-flops. People 
<laughs> oh, the, like furniture moving straps. Yeah, that people are always like moving uh, refrigerators giant TV. with. TV, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I bet they had those. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly how they did it. Mm -hmm. So they got that one to the edge of the lake, but Mm -hmm. they couldn't sink it. That's wild. Yeah, so they were just like, that's good enough, right? Yeah, no one will wonder what that is. Mm -mm. And then, obviously, on June 29th, 1991, it was found by a father and son that were out fishing. Yeah. They're like, what's this giant block of cement? Oh, there's like an arm in it. Could they see it? I don't know. I'm assuming. Or were they so. like, let's break it open? No, I think, I think they could see it. That's fucking crazy. If you put something in cement, it's either gonna float or sink. Like I'm sure they didn't put a little bit in a fucking block mold, right? Let that like making jello. Yeah, and then put like a body part, and then put stuff all around it. Like I'm sure they didn't completely encase it. I'm sure they just threw all the shit in there, tried oh to mix it God. up. Oh my God, I've never thought about this. And then like you'd see, I don't know. A thigh or a thing, yeah, like, something on the edge against the edge. There's got to be stuff hitting the edges, unless they did it a very particular way, which I'm positive they did not do. <laughs> a particular way that I have figured out and concocted, but I will not share with the world. <laughs> I just kind of did. <laughs> they did it wrong. <laughs> oh my god! I could just imagine us, like if this were us, like arguing over how we're going to keep the body parts in the cement. <laughs> How to keep them all in the center of it and, like, not at the edges. Oh, my God. That's so fucking weird. Can you imagine finding that? No. With your dad? No, that's terrifying. Or your son, I guess. Yeah. Way. No, thank no. you. Horrible. Also, why wouldn't it sink? Was there, like, too many air bubbles in it or something? I guess. I think or it like, was, like, the biggest one. So then I'm sure that it was, like, the janky one that they made at the end. They're like, just put the fucking rest in. Like, they're tired. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> just put it together. Right. We'll deal with it in the fucking morning. And then it didn't sink. And they were like, God damn it. We'll deal with that tomorrow morning. Well, it also said it was found, like, near the edge. So I don't oh, think that they, like, got it out far, far enough. enough. And it washed up. Yeah. Okay. And so. That makes a little more sense. They were able to identify Leslie by her, quote, orthodontic appliance. Which, what? upon Googling, like means a retainer. anything from, like, a retainer to headgear. So yeah. Well, I hope she didn't die wearing her headgear. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> God damn it. Oh, it's the worst. Uh, that's crazy, though. Yeah. I thought you were going to tell me, like, and they identified her by a tattoo. I was going to be like, hold the fuck up. You didn't, like, try to at least turn the body part away from the outside. Right. The identifying thing. But also, I'm sure if you find an arm in, like, a block of cement, you're just going to crack that shit open. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then you might see the tattoos. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. But they weren't able to connect anything back to Paul or Carla. Yeah. They were just like, oh, my God, this woman. Mm-hmm. Why is she in the cement? Yeah. So almost a year goes by. And now it's April 16th, 1992. Mm-hmm. And Paul and Carla wanted to find another victim. Yep. It's they were time. ready. Oh, God. These assholes. It was a Thursday after school had let out, and they went driving around St. Catharines looking for potential victims. Uh-huh. They went by the local Christian high school, and they found a girl walking home alone. Oh, no. It was 15-year-old Kristen French. They pulled into the church parking lot that she was going to walk by, and uh-huh. they had Carla get out with a map. No. And then when Kristen walked by, Carla was like, hey, can you help me find whatever this place is that I'm trying to go to, right? Yeah. So when Kristen came up and looked at the map, 
Paul came up behind her with a knife, and Mm. he forced her into the front seat of the car. No! Carla got into the back seat, and she grabbed hold of Kristen's hair to, Mm -hmm. like, keep her in control from behind. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Kristen was always home at the same time because she was responsible for taking care of her dog. Way to be reliable. Right? Yes. Number one fucking rule. Always be reliable (laughs) so that people will miss you. Yes. It was only a 15-minute walk, so when she was late, her parents immediately were like— Sound the alarm. Yeah, some shit happened. She's never late. Like, Mm -hmm. she wouldn't do this. Call 911, right? Good. And within 24 hours, there was a task force established to find her, and the police had found a few witnesses that had actually seen her abduction. Wow. Why didn't they fucking call before? Maybe they did. Okay, and they just are piecing the puzzle together. Yeah, I'm hoping that they did. I would fucking hope so. I saw some shit. Not like, oh, my God, that's what that was? Oh, shit, I was there. Oh, yeah, I did see that girl (laughs) get shoved into a car at knife point. Jesus Christ. Yeah. On top of all of that, they found one of Kristen's shoes in the church parking lot. No! Yeah, so they were like, well, there was clearly a Something happened here. She didn't just kick off a shoe and carry on. (laughs) Yeah, which also makes me think, number one, I was like, well, that's got to be really uncomfortable to not have a shoe. You know what else is uncomfortable? A knife at your throat. (laughs) True. However, if I'm ever being attacked, I am just going to fucking bail on my shoes in different places, though. So, like, and then we were over here. (laughs) (laughs) Leave evidence everywhere. Yeah, I just, like, kick that flip-flop off, kick this one off. Smart. I'm just going to start undressing. (laughs) You're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Yeah, and then they'll be like, well, maybe it was voluntary because she took off all of her clothes. (laughs) She just lost her mind. Yeah. God damn it. Maybe that's not the best plan. (laughs) Well, I mean, you should stick with it because I'll be like, was there a flip-flop in different places? (laughs) I know what she was doing. No, no, no. It's definitely her flip-flop. Those are not my toe grooves. (laughs) Yeah, this one makes me uncomfortable if I wear it. (laughs) That's her flip-flop. Yeah. So for the next three days, which was Easter weekend, Mm -hmm. Paul and Carla raped, sodomized, and tortured Kristen. Oh, my God. They videotape themselves doing it. This is crazy that they, like, capture all this shit on video. What kind of fucking narcissist right? do you have to be? Right. Like. That's insane. I. What? Yeah. First of all, I won't even make, like, sexy tapes with my husband. <laughs> I know, right? Nobody wants to watch that shit. <laughs> I'm going to do that shit illegally, like, yeah. with some shit that. Is very incriminating. Yeah. I mean, good thing they did because. I mean, yeah, that's. Can't talk yourself out of that shit, Mr. Salesman. Yeah, you're on fucking tape, bitch. Motherfucker. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. on the videotapes, they forced Kristen to drink a ton of alcohol and mm. act as a submissive to Paul. No. She was never forced to wear a blindfold, which. Later, when they're on trial, was evidence that they had never intended to let her live. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because they were like. Like, it doesn't matter if she sees us and can identify us. Because we've already done this, so we're going to keep doing it. And they got away with it. This is a year later. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then on Easter Sunday, they killed Kristen. Mm. Carla said that Paul strangled her for exactly seven minutes. Precisely. Mm Mm-hmm. While she watched. hmm And Paul said that Kristen had attempted to escape, so Carla had beaten her with a rubber mallet. Jesus Christ. So, again, they have these different accounts. Yeah. Somebody else did it. It wasn't me. hmm So, in Paul's account, he said that Carla was beating Kristen with this rubber mallet, right? hmm 
but she was also tied up with a noose around her neck that was oh. connected to like a hope chest or some heavy chest. And so when Carla was beating Kristen, Kristen was trying to get away and she ended up strangling herself with the noose. Okay. According to Paul. That's fucking a very elaborate layout. Yeah, but also deflects blame from him and partially from Carla. Yeah, because technically they're saying that the victim killed herself. Mm-hmm. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. Also, terrifying thought. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. So then immediately after they killed her, Carla went and fixed her hair, and the couple went to dinner at her parents' house. That's in fucking sane. Yeah. It's Easter. It's Easter. Easter Sunday. Gotta put on your fucking Sunday best. Oh, my God. Take off that bloodstained stuff, right? Holy shit. Kristen's body was found nude on April 30th, 1992, in a ditch. Did she have, like, wounds from a rubber mallet? Like, could that be backed up? You know, I don't know that. Interesting. She had been bathed and her hair had been cut off. According to Carla, at trial, her hair was cut off so that identification would be harder. Okay. I don't. I don't think that they were the brightest of people because I don't think that your number one on a relatively fresh body is hair. Yeah, like there's other ways we can identify her. Literally every other way, like (laughs) fingerprints, dental records. Yeah, that's weird. Well, I bet I'm guessing that that's not the truth. Like the hair was something else, like kept for a trophy or something. That's what the police were guessing was that it was kept for a trophy. But she was like, no. That's not why. <laughs> no. And also, I don't think her hair was ever found later in, like, searches and stuff. So mm. maybe? I don't know. Okay, weird. At any rate. Okay. Three days later, there was a task force created to find There's the— There's a lot of tasks for task. I can say this. There's a lot of task forces. I can't say this. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of task forces. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. I guess Canada's on top of their task forces. They're like, hey, guess what? Everybody get together. Let's work together to yeah. solve this thing. Or they're just like, you three, you're in charge of that whole thing. You better figure that shit We're out. We're calling right? it a task force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So three days later, this task force is created to find the murderer or murderers mm-hmm. of Leslie and Kristen. Okay. So they're connecting Kristen's murder to Leslie's murder from a year prior. The one who was put in cement. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. How? I don't know, but they were like, hey, task force, you're on top of this fucking girl murder thing going on. I don't know why they connected them, but maybe they were just like, yeah, that's more murders of young girls than we've had in a long time. Put them together and see if you can figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So during this time, Paul and Carla applied to have their last names changed to Teal, which they- Did they get married already? Yes. Did I miss that in my mind? I didn't talk about it. Okay, but they're married now. Yeah. All right, so they changed. At least I think so. Maybe. I don't actually know if they got married or not. Okay. They were supposed to be married in June of 1991, but I don't know if it ever happened, and I didn't hear about a divorce. Okay. maybe. So they're married in my head if they're changing their last name together. Yeah. But they picked that name from the movie Criminal Law. It was the last name of the serial killer in the movie, but they spelled it differently. They're dumb. Yeah. I hate them. So fucking so dumb. So fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. Not even original. Right? <laughs> like, you couldn't think of your own. Come on. So then in May of 1992, a friend of Paul's called a tip into police saying that he thought Paul was a suspect in the murders. Oh, God. Yeah. 
But since Paul had been questioned multiple times by police so far for being like the Scarborough rapist and for the stalking allegations. Oh, my God. They better have actually talked to him. Police were like, we already talked to that guy. (gasps) It's not him. What? They were like, we already talked to him. Don't worry about it. That guy checks out, right? That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. This makes me so mad. But remember he had volunteered his DNA? Yes. So they were like, okay, well, maybe since another person is saying it's him and also we had those tips from before, maybe, I guess, we should probably send in his DNA finally for testing. What do you think? Maybe? 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 Yeah. Okay, good. So they did, just in case, you know? Okay, yeah. It's probably not even him, but. It's it's probably not even him. It's not even going to do anything, but, you know, just to ease all these people's suspicions. Mm Mm-hmm. But it takes a while to get the results back. Yeah. So that goes out, and now we just forget about that. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So meanwhile, I guess an argument breaks out between Paul and Carla, and Paul beats the shit out of Carla with a flashlight. Not good. No. Mm-mm. That's your ride or die. Like, you guys yeah. are supposed to be you guys against the world because mm. you both have some shit on each other. Yeah, that's terrifying. And so about a week later, Carla went into work and her coworkers were like, bro, that's pretty fucked up, right? Yeah. And she was like, don't worry about it. It was a car accident. Also, my car is fine. (laughs) Yeah. Don't ask questions. (laughs) I already got it fixed. I don't know how she explained that part away, but was like, it's a car accident. But the coworkers didn't believe her. Good. And they called Carla's parents to let them know, like, about their suspicions, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And her parents took her to the hospital where her injuries were documented and she gave a statement as being a battered wife. Oh. And she filed charges against Paul. Because something, something, a woman scorned (laughs) is going to take the whole fucking world down with her, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, I don't care what you have on me. We're all going down together. Oh, shit. Yeah. So Paul was arrested, but he was let out later in the day because he's a man. So what the fuck? they're just like, ah, he's fine. And also he's a smooth talker and they're like, hmm. This Couldn't guy? be him. Yeah, he's fine. That lady, probably crazy. Oh, my God. Just your face, it's pretty fucked up. Oh, my God. So Carla moved in with relatives in another town. Mm-hmm. All right. One article said that the DNA test took 26 months to come back. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What are they doing? Growing an entire human? <laughs> you can literally grow an entire human before then. Yeah, you literally can. You can grow fucking two and a half humans in that time. That's insane. Yeah. But Paul was found as a match to the Scarborough rapist. Yes. And so they put him on a 24-hour surveillance. They oh, didn't arrest him. They didn't want to just go get him real quick? No, they were like, we should probably watch this guy on account of he used to rape people a lot. What the fuck? Right? What? I don't the know. The actual were, like, Fuck. Looking for more evidence? You got plenty. You got DNA fucking match. That whole DNA thing, yeah. Oh, my God. This makes me so mad. I know. So, meanwhile. Back at the ranch. (laughs) February 1993, police bring in Carla to question her about Paul. Mm Mm-hmm. But all she would talk about was his abuse on her. Okay. And then later that night, she went back to her aunt and uncle's house where she admitted to them that Paul was the Scarborough rapist and that they had been involved in the rape and murders of Kristen and Leslie. Wow. Oh, and it was all on tape, right? Oh, God damn. So her aunt and uncle were like, oh, that's so interesting. You should probably go get a lawyer. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> I'm you're so going to be in trouble. <laughs> 
That's... You're going to want to hire somebody to help you be in less of it. Oh, my God. Can you tell that to my friend here, Detective So-and-so? Oh, my God. Yeah. So Carla got a lawyer, and she told them that she would confess everything if she would get immunity. Oh, no. But obviously, full immunity wasn't an option because these Good. were, like, super fucked up crimes. And that are all on tape. And they were on tape. So the fucking judge or whoever was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Hard no. <laughs> However, Carla didn't have the tapes. Mm-hmm. They were at the home that she had shared with Paul. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So police get a warrant to go search Paul's home, but... Since the only evidence against him was what Carla was saying, there was, like, a bunch of stipulations on what they weren't consisted of. What about the DNA? It doesn't fucking matter, apparently. What the actual fuck? It's not just what she said. Yeah. It's like his dick was in the scene. <laughs> of all of them. Yeah, I... <laughs> his dick was on scene. Oh, my God. I don't... I don't know. They were just like, ah, he's under surveillance. But they couldn't prove— But we can't take video—I'm guessing they can't take videotapes or something? Like, what do you mean? They're trying to prove that he murdered Leslie and Kristen, Mm -hmm. not necessarily that he was a Scarborough rapist. Yeah. So they have that evidence, but they don't have evidence that he was the murderer of Leslie and Kristen. Okay, but maybe those tapes have him fucking raping. Maybe. Because they do. They don't. So take them. He wasn't taping those because he was, like, doing that shit outside. Well, I mean, he rapes somebody on tape. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. But there's a bunch of stipulations, right? Yeah. Basically, they're only allowed to take out of the house evidence that they expect to find. So they have to guess? Well, I'm sure Carla was like, you're going to find some videotapes. Yeah. And like, I don't know, maybe a chunk of hair. I don't know what's going <laughs> Yeah, a hair doll? Yeah. I don't know what her, her list consisted of, mm-hmm. but... Basically, anything that they find that wasn't on their list, it was like, sucks to suck. You can't take <gasps> but did that. she tell them about the videotapes? Yeah, she had okay, told them about okay, them. Okay, okay. Um, but they weren't allowed to damage the house okay. looking for the tapes or search inside the walls or anything like that. Okay, right? did he have them in the walls? Well, she didn't know where they had, where oh, okay. they were. Yeah, she just knew that they existed. Yeah. All the tapes that they did find, they had to watch while they were inside the house. Awkward. Yeah, super awkward. I don't know if, like, yeah, this one is one of the rape ones. We could take that one out now. Or if it was like, dang it, this one's a wedding one. We got to leave it here. Like, if that's why they had to watch them inside the house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I would assume. Probably. So the search took 71 days, and they only found one tape with one clip. Wow. And it was Carla going down on a girl that they had not identified. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's terrifying. Because now they're like, oh, my God, there's more women. Yeah. Fuck, there's more. And also, like, there's nothing against Paul in here. It's yeah. It's only against Carla, if anything. Oops. So the crown was finally like, the crown is the fucking queen, right? Yeah. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> the so, queen of Canada was like. <laughs> the queen of Canada was like, all right. We'll give Carla a plea deal of 12 years if you tell us everything. But here's the thing that blows my mind Mm -hmm. is, like, why give them such a sweet deal when you have so much? Like, you already know that he's guilty. Like, you just have to find the right kind of shit. Bring him in. Question him. Make him cry. How do you you know know that he's guilty? 
if all you, you have, have is what Carlos DNA. said. have his DNA. For the Scarborough Rapist. Yeah, but still. Like, but then he wouldn't get charged with Leslie and Kristen's murders. But he could. You could start with the raping and be like, all right, let's dig into this. Oh, shit. Turns out, motherfucker, cut somebody up in his goddamn basement because we found DNA in there. Like, You mean like search harder in the house? Yeah, I don't stipulations, know. stipulations, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Just I feel like my mind. Yeah, 71 days in a house, I feel like I could find some shit. Right? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, but they weren't allowed to, And then 12 to, like, years for what this bitch is doing? I'm sorry. This makes me mad. I know. <laughs> I know. So they were like, well, if you don't accept this plea deal, you're going to get charged with two counts of first-degree murder because yeah. you're the only person that we have fucking evidence against at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. Sucks to suck. Yeah. And so she accepted the deal. Mm-hmm. But in order to keep a fair trial for Paul, since he wasn't charged with anything yet, mm-hmm. they weren't allowed to broadcast or publish her statements. Mm-hmm. But tell me, a ban in Ontario didn't mean shit in the U.S. Apparently, because we've got fucking freedom of speech or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah, we're just assholes over here, and we'll talk about anything on public media. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> and we're right next door. So then the U.S. would broadcast it or put it in our newspapers and fucking magazines and whatever else the fuck we wanted to and people in Ontario would just like pop on down and get the hop in for a minute to hear what's going on yeah Mm -hmm. so then like even at the border and stuff you were only allowed to bring over like one copy of a magazine if you brought more then it was like intent to sell them that's crazy it was like a whole fucking thing yeah Yeah. wow and everyone had access to the internet Mm -hmm. at that point or most people did so if the u.s put something online about this fucking trial everyone in canada could see it too yeah so it's kind of a moot point to not broadcast her shit but but they tried they tried the only other tape that they found at this point portrayed carla paul and a prostitute who Mm -hmm. they did not know Mm -hmm. performing oral sex on another unconscious minor oh my god oh my god Her identity has been kept anonymous. They did find out who she was, but since she was a minor and also she didn't end up dying. Okay, so she survived. Yeah, brutal way to say this. Uh, So her identity is kept secret for her fucking protection. Oh my God, can you imagine? So the search warrants expired on April 30th, 1993. Mm -hmm. And on May 6th, which is just like, you know, a week later. Mm Mm-hmm. Paul told his lawyer to go into the house and look behind a pot light in the bathroom mm-hmm. and remove six eight millimeter videotapes. Oh my God. But don't watch them, right? Oh my God. You can just tell your lawyers to do stuff like that and yeah. they'll go do it. Can you just not watch them though? But like go in my house and do all these things, but just. I know that it's exactly what the police have been looking for this entire time and it might be super incriminating, but it might not. So just don't watch them. Don't be so special. Don't be so special. <laughs> That's so, crazy. I didn't know that was an option. Uh, I didn't either. And also, it's not. Because <laughs> his lawyer gets in some trouble. Uh-oh. So Carla also brought her lawyers to the house, and she was able to help them find DNA evidence and the receipts for the cement, which tied Paul to Leslie's murder. Okay. So now Carla have- now is like, we got to get Paul, because now I'm the only one on the hook for this shit, and mm-hmm. he's going down with me. Yeah. So now they have something... <laughs> Concrete. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so Carla was officially charged with two counts of manslaughter. Okay. Paul was charged with two counts each of kidnapping, unlawful confinement, 
aggravated sexual assault, and first-degree murder, and one count of dismemberment. Wow. I guess there was a ton of fuckery with the trial as well, since Paul's lawyers were relatively inexperienced, and they had these tapes that they'd gotten out of the house. They didn't watch them until, like, the fucking the day that Paul was charged. Oh, my God. That's got to shake your nerves. Like, yeah. Uh, hold up. <laughs> we are defending Turns this guy. out. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Which, okay, first of all, that's a lot of self-control. Yeah, true. Especially for somebody like you. Maybe not for somebody like me. Turns out I just don't genuinely give a fuck. No, you don't. I find a phone. I'm going through all the pictures. We've talked about it. I find a I'm video like, that tape. is so much of my time. Eight? That's you, at least four hours if they're only half hour each. You bet your ass I will find a VHS player or whatever the fuck it takes. I will find something to watch that shit. But, I'll just wonder every day what's on them as I walk past them. <laughs> oh, man, someday. If you're, <laughs> someday I'll know. If you're a lawyer representing this yeah, guy. Yeah, that's who, pretty suspicious. It's real suspicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um depends on what kind of lawyer I, I am. But if I were one that's like, I know that they're guilty, but I don't want to know they're guilty because mm-hmm. it makes me a worse lawyer for them to know they're guilty, which mm-hmm. is totally unethical, right? Mm-hmm. Then I definitely wouldn't watch them. <laughs> mm. Because I'd be like, well, hold up. I want to keep this image in my mind, you know? Yeah. I don't have that kind of self-control. Yeah. I know that about myself, and that's yeah. the first step. So. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I, I'm openly admitting that if I had terrible ethics, I would choose to not watch it to keep <laughs> my terrible ethics in place. Ignorance is bliss, man. Yeah, I don't want to know that shit. Yeah, but also, these lawyers had evidence that they didn't present to the other side, which is like, you Super know, bad. Yeah, a big yeah. no-no. Yeah, there. not allowed to do that. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So, long story short, since this is really long. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible to make short. Yeah. Carla was sentenced to 12 years, like she had gotten the plea agreement to. Mm-hmm. And Paul was found guilty on all counts, and he was sentenced to life in prison. Good. The home that they committed the murders in was demolished later that year. Wow. Paul's lawyer was put on trial for obstruction of justice and possession of child porn. Cause oh, that is some shit, man. That shit's child porn. Holy yeah. shit. He was acquitted and cleared of charges, but... They were like, you can't fucking do that shit. I think they're trying to make him like a... An example. An example, yeah. Which also, that's why I would watch that shit. And then I'd be like, hey, everybody, look what I found. True. Yeah, you should. I I'm guess. a horrible but lawyer. But then you're like, you're still in possession of child porn. <laughs> well, yeah, but like not through I just will not your take choice. any of my clients' things. Or you'd be like, you want me to get what out of your house from where? Hello, detective. You need to detective. tell me what this is. Come with me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be smart. Yeah. So the videotapes of the rape and torture were actually destroyed. Good. Carla was Uh released from prison in 2005. Isn't that fucking wild? Yes. What the fuck is this bitch even doing with her life right now? I'll tell you. Tell me about it. She moved to Quebec Mm -hmm. and got married to her lawyer's brother. What the fuck? And they had a baby boy. Oh, my God. This poor baby boy. They moved to the Antilles in 2007, Mm -hmm. and she changed her name to Leanne Teal. She still kept that last name. Mm -hmm. In 2012, she was found living in Guadalupe with her husband and Three kids. Jesus Christ. She had changed her name again, this time to Leanne Bordelais. Okay. Leanne was her middle name, in case you're wondering where she got that shit from. Okay. And And now she's Leanne Rhymes. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're going to get a cease and desist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's how the story ends. Yeah, that's how the story ends. She became a country singer and, you know, yeah. everyone just accepts it. Yeah. Isn't that fucking wild? That blows my mind. Yeah. I want to know mm-hmm. so many things. Okay. Because... Like, is she just, like, totally a renewed person and doesn't mm-hmm. experience any of that shit and she doesn't have sadistic fucking sexual fantasies anymore? I don't know what her and her husband do between the sheets, obviously. but Enough she, to make babies. Yeah. She did have a lot of therapy for a long time, I guess. Okay, well, that's good. And allegedly she, like, had fits of, like, seeing... You're, like, reliving her fucking murdery times, and so... Like, like trauma? Yeah, like... Or, it, like, she liked it. No, 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 like, trauma. Like, it was mm. bad news bears. Mm. And uh, she would be hospitalized. Like, when she was in prison for those 12 years, she, around the anniversary of the crimes, I guess, she would get hospitalized because she would, like, freak out. Wow. Yeah. So then that makes me think, like, obviously, she was a... I, in some way, shape, or form, she was a willing participant because mm-hmm. what the actual fuck? Yeah. But what if he was, like, controlling her? I think in some way he was. Yeah. Because, first of all, she was 17. He was 23 when they first met. So yeah. there's that, like— Like, you don't have sexual fantasies at 17 that include murdering people. Probably And then not. meet another person who has the exact same sexual fantasies. What about that Dave and Rose West, though, didn't they? She was young. But he was, like, abusive also, right? I don't yeah. even remember. Yeah, they're all fucking abusive. I think it is kind of, like, bred into them. But also, he was probably like, yo, I'm Priming into really her. rough sex or whatever. And she was like, cool. I don't I'm know what 17. I'm into. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I guess like, I am too now. Yeah. Like, I don't mind this. And also, I like you. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anything to be closer to you. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. I still yeah. think she definitely should have got longer than 12 years. I know. That's insane. Also, she didn't get parole for early release because they were like, no, she's definitely a high risk of offending again. Oh, my God. And then like, oh, well, your plea deal's done. I can't believe she's allowed to have kids. I can't believe she's allowed to be fucking walking around. I'm glad she's in Guadalupe. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I definitely knew the story. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. seen some documentaries. Mm-hmm. Of course, it all meshes together with everything else I've ever seen and heard. But that was very interesting because I didn't know, one, what she had done with her life after. Mm-hmm. Um, I did know that she got out early, though. Yeah. Or not early, but, like, on basically nothing. Yeah, And then basically. I did not know that he had a whole fucking rape and spree. Again, it was just, like, briefly mentioned, like, by the way, turns out he likes to rape people. But everything you ever heard was, like, them talking mad shit on Carla. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea that he was an entire serial rapist before he was a serial killer. Like, Isn't that crazy? They're the same thing. He was doing the same thing. (laughs) He was doing the same thing. He just wasn't murdering the ones before. Because he didn't have help. You would have – that is, like, the BTK, except not K, like, Golden State – yeah. Uh, rapist Yeah, killer. the Golden State rapist one. Whichever one was just going around fucking raping people in their homes. Like, that was this guy. Well, it was the Golden State killer until he started killing because they started, started killing. seeing him and recognizing who he was. Yeah. And they could, like, they were starting to piece pictures together. Yeah. And then he liked it. Ugh, so gross. Yeah. But that's basically what this guy was. I didn't know he had a whole fucking I didn't either. stint. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I knew he had, like, raped or whatever. Like, yeah. I knew that he had, like, a CD pass. But like you said, it was just kind of like, meh. 
That happened. By the way. He was a little weird or whatever. Like, yeah. It was abusive. Jesus like, Christ. No, bitch, I cannot believe fucking... the cops didn't catch him way fucking sooner. Dude, could you That's imagine insane. being those cops? Because they had his DNA that he voluntarily gave them, and then they were like, it's okay. What about the parents? Like, I want to know, are they like, fuck, man? Carla's parents? Yeah. They were, like, so smitten with him. I'm sure that they feel fucking awful, first of all, because they got hoodwinked just like everybody else did. Right? Like, Oh, my ugh. God. Tore but, a family apart. Yeah. They obviously did reopen Tammy's case. I don't. I didn't mention that, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They did reopen that. And obviously. And they're like, what? Her. what's with all the chemical burns on her face? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty fucking suspicious. That's pretty suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> don't look over here. Yeah. But goddamn, right? God damn. So I know that a lot of people have heard that one before, but also. I found it interesting. Oh, yeah. So. Fuck yeah. It's our podcast. We can yeah. tell whatever the goddamn stories we want to fucking tell. <laughs> Sucks to suck, guys, if you heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to see pictures pertaining to Aaron's case, yes. check out our website. I say goddamn. No, it isn't. That's not our website at all. ISGDpodcast.com. <laughs> That's our website. Also, you can follow us on social media at ISGDpodcast. If you want to snail mail us, you should snail mail us at the P.O. box that Aaron is going to tell you right now. P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Yep. And if you didn't want to write that down or remember that, you can go on our website, and it's also underneath Contact Us. It is. And while you're there, check out our Patreon. For only a dollar, you get 18, almost 19 episodes. It will be 19 by the time this comes out. It will be 19 when this comes out. And I bet it's going to be an awesome number 19. Yeah, we're going to have one come out yesterday. Mm -hmm. So get on it. So a dollar. One dollar, Bob. Also, you have links to our merch on our website, so go check that shit out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and I will reply eventually. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, if you're lucky, I'll reply. Most of the time, yeah. I won't. It's a rare gem for Aaron to reply. That's how you know <laughs> it's a good day. Yeah. If you hear from Aaron. Yeah, if I'm feeling <laughs> extra fucking ambitious. Chatty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what's this? <laughs> uh, did you already say we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter? Uh, sure enough, did. Well, right. I'm pretty sure I did. I don't uh, know. You guys, sure. If not, then now you know. <laughs> you guys know where to find us. Yeah, and then please subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah. I would love to see more reviews. Do it. Please and thank you. And tell your friends about us so that your friends, friends. they will come and listen. Yeah. That's it. Bye. Bye.